Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, this is not Geek Speak last week. This is a bonus episode. Uh, me and Brian are going to be talking about a couple of things that we've been, you know, up on lately, just checking out whether it be movies, TV shows, video games, comic books, whatever it may be. Um, we're calling this segment The Intake slash episode 4.5 and uh we're just going to get into it um we wanted to talk about a couple of things that have been in our radar for the last week or so so uh i'll pitch it to brian for a minute here uh what, what have you been watching lately bud well i've been i'm i'm late to the surround gown surround sound game uh i finally got me one Couple of, a couple months back, and as soon as I got it and listened to I like I like I watch uh, more I watched uh, Godzilla versus Kong on that, yeah. And then I watched uh, the next thing I watched was Mortal Kombat on that, and I was like, oh, this is okay. Yeah, no, I'm gonna have to go back through my library, <laughs> and as you, I mean, as you can see, that's the that's the, the Blu-ray library back there, but uh, I gotta. I was like, I got to go back through that and start watching some stuff. And recently I had just rewatched. I had said I was going to watch the, the, the Middle Earth saga. And I had gotten through The Hobbit and then I had stopped. And I think it's because another movie had come out. And then I kind of forgot about it because I had already watched Lord of the Rings like 50 million times. Right. And the other day, I was like, you know what? I got time, and I don't have anything else to do. And I've been one. I've been on a fantasy kick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back and watch the, the Lord of the Rings. And then I was like, wait, I have surround sound. Wait, I have to go back to the beginning again. <laughs> so I've been watching The Hobbit again right now, um, the extended ones. I rewatched. Um, I rewatched The Hobbit. The extended version my wife is an ultra fan um me i prefer the hobbit i know it's sacrilege but i they're a little more up tempo for me i like the action in them i know that there's a lot of stuff that probably could be condensed i know there's stuff that's put in this padding i don't really care i like i like that so <laughs> but as far as i can say i really do i i think that um I think that the Lord of the Rings movies, as it stands, the extended versions are excellent. They are really, really, really good. Um, again, the wife, at least once a year, makes us break them out and watch them. So very, very good stuff. So uh, so what was your uh, what was your thoughts on rewatching all this stuff? I haven't even gotten to the Lord of the Rings yet, I, but I am an Uber fan myself. I. I grew up, I saw the, the Ralph Bakshi cartoons and all that. And, and then when the movies were coming out in the theaters, the second movie came out and I was like, you know what? I should really finally read these freaking books. And I read all three of them. And so by the time the third movie came out, I was, you know, I was super excited and they didn't do something that I was excited. I, it was, I was hoping for, but I wasn't like dashed and whatnot, but that it was that, that cemented the whole, I will never read a book before a movie comes out again. And then I was like, no, nah, I'm just kidding. Cause I, I can do the separation anyway. Um, but I love these movies period point blank. Like that is it. Like I, 
I saw the movies in the theaters and as soon as they said they're coming out with extended versions, I said, yes, please. Like I, I was already like all into the lore and I was like, yes, please. And so by the time the extended versions came out, I had already read the books and I actually read a lot of the appendices and that gives you the background information. It tells you what happens to the people after the stories and everything. So I'm watching these movies going, oh, look, they're actually setting up this and oh, look at this. Oh, this is great. It's a... So now when I'm rewatching them, I'm seeing what I call call forwards because, but they're really callbacks because right. it's, the Hobbit was filmed afterwards, but they're so good that it doesn't even, it, it's, it's just, it's, they're so good that like, sometimes I forget that they're there and then I see them and I fall in love all over again. They did such a good job with the characters in that like Balin, the old the the old one uh-huh. i loved him so much that the first time i rewatched lord of the rings and they got to balance tomb i i was i was a little emotional like they got there and i'm like oh 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 shit this right that's this is his tomb oh my goodness oh oh wow like it like it all hit me and i'm like I love that dude, like for this to happen. And, and then, and then he took his ax and I remember, and like, I remember seeing that like later on in another watch through like, yeah, the ax that, that, that Dwalin was, that um, Balin was carrying, he ends up uh, like at the end, he's buried with. And I'm like, okay, okay. So it, there's the, 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 the continuity was just fantastic. The setups for the things that would have that would happen later on in Lord of the Rings were fantastic. The way they just connected everything, everything that you called the padding was not stuff that they made up. It wasn't stuff that they just said, you know what, this is, we're just going to, yeah, they may have put it on screen in a different way, but these certain things, okay, maybe the whole banishing of Sauron was, was made up, but a lot of the other things that they threw in to pad things out, were things that are actually mentioned in the books or in or in the the the, the appendices or whatever. When, when I say padding out, I, I meant more of the uh, the Hobbit. No, okay. no, no. That's what I mean. That's what yeah, I mean. Yeah. And no, it, no, no. I, yeah, I know that's what I mean. There was like made up characters or characters who were created specifically for the movie. That I disagree. Yeah, that I, that part I was like that was unnecessary. The the Toriel character. I, I liked her character though, so I didn't care. You know. What huh? I mean? I liked her character though. Oh, me too. But so I, I understood. I don't care. I understood people's about, beef no. with that. But I was like, I, she was fine. The romance was unnecessary, but I liked her. I character. liked that too. I mean, again, there are things. Again, we've we've talked about this before. If you're not a super fan of something, you can take things and and roll with them. Like if no, if somebody I, were to do that in a in a Batman movie or a X Men movie. And I'm like, why are they bringing this person in? Why are they making up this thing? I would be super pissed. So I understand people getting upset about it. But me, I was just rolling with it. I was like, oh, this is cool. I like that. I like her character. I like their romance. I like everything about it. And I was fine with it. Here's the thing. I didn't dislike it. I just said it was unnecessary. I actually enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed it as well. 
because it actually showed that those things can happen. And it's something that they had already alluded to in that they already have happened in Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Except in except instead of it being a human in an elf, it was a dwarf in an elf. Do you think which, that's why they put that in there? Even more, which was even more forbidden. <laughs> but I think there is some some lore about that even in 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 one of their stories. So, do you think that's why they put that in there just to draw a parallel to the Lord of the Rings movies? To a point, but not <sighs> not fully. Yeah, I I think I think there were certain things that they did definitely to make it feel a little to make them feel uh to make certain characters feel a little bit like other other characters but at the same time they were definitely all their own characters don't get me wrong like i i i i really want i really enjoyed the movie and every time i watch it certain things like really actually affect me like i i get i actually get kind of like heartbroken when I watch like the deterioration of Thorin and, 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 and how, 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 how much it breaks Bilbo's heart. Like it, it just like, it hurts me. Like every time they show Bilbo's face, I'm like, man, I feel you. Like, I really feel you. And people, it just, it a just, lot of the people who love the middle earth stuff, give me shit for liking those movies. And especially when I say Thorin is my favorite character in all of middle earth, People are like, you're you're ridiculous. That's out of like, why? I just think his arc and him falling from grace the way he did. I think it's such a and then him becoming the hero at the end. It's such a good arc it, for a character. Again, maybe it was manufactured or whatever you want to call it. But I, I really liked his character and I really like the actor for foremost. I, I really think that he killed it in that role and people are just like, Oh, you, you, you like the Hobbit movies. You're not a real, you know, middle earth fan, which I got to say, I'm not a hundred percent. I'm not like no. super, super fan of them, but I, I got to say, I've really liked those movies and people usually give me a lot of shit about it. So listen, I, I, I will say I'm not an Uber fan of, of Tolkien. I enjoyed the books, but the books are dry and they read like a, a, a history more than anything. And, mm-hmm. and I enjoy them. I do. I did. And I like, I plan on, I actually, there's this version that I need to get. It's like this full leather version of the Hobbit and a full leather version of the Lord of the Rings. And it's the full three, all three books bound. <laughs> so I don't have to go from one book to the other to get to the appendices. But anyway, um, I enjoy the movies more than I enjoy the books. There's things in the movies that they did that with the characters that I enjoy more. Like you said, Thorin's your favorite. Aragorn is mine. Uh-huh. Because for Aragorn in the movie, it, Aragorn in the book literally rolls into Rivendell, like reforge the sword. I'm going this I'm going to slay a Sauron. I'm like, I'm sorry. What? Why are you so arrogant? Like that, it, that makes no sense for you to be so arrogant after everything that has happened. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, literally, where, where in the movies he kind of builds up to that. Yeah, absolutely. He builds up to the, and even in the end, he still it's not arrogance. It's 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 accepting it's a, his, a sense of duty. It's definitely a sense of duty more than it yeah, is. it's yeah, it's it yeah, it's a weight on him. Like he, like even in the end, he's like, "Yeah, I'll lead the army, but I, I don't think I'm gonna live through this." 
Yeah. And even if I live through this, he's like, I'm going to be king, but this is not what I wanted. Right. So it, it, it's like, I, I it, it, it's so different. And you know what? That makes Thorin's arc even more meaningful because then it makes Aragorn's arc even more meaningful because mm-hmm. we've watched a complete, when you watch it in chronological chronological order now, you've watched a fall from grace and then a redemption. And then the century. And then in the second film, you literally watch someone carrying the sins of their 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 uh, their fathers, if and their father's fathers, before finally deciding that like I, I have to redeem, I have to redeem it. I don't want to be the one because I don't I'm afraid to fail. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to do this because it's on me. Yeah, I agree. I I like. So, when you watch them all together, I think that it, it definitely elevates the Hobbit movies because as much as I like them, they are probably, in. even though I don't see this because I like them more, they are probably inferior to the Lord of the Rings movies. You just on, on a technical level, on a story level, they probably are. But I like them more. It's just like any other thing, anything else. I mean, I like some terrible movies. <laughs> There's no getting around and that, it. And that's so, fine. And, and, you know, are you going to change my mind? No, it is what it is. And people like what they like. But at the same time, there are two movies that are parallel and they're always going to be put together because they've, they're part of a, a saga. So it is what it is. To me, they're just one long story. There's just a... It's one long story with the 50-year gap in between, and the way they framed it, it's still, even with The Hobbit still being before the party in Lord of the Rings, before he's setting up for that. Like, you see him putting the sign on the door. You see Bill, you see Frodo going out to meet Gandalf. You see him sitting down to start writing the book. Like, and then by the end of the movies, Gandalf is knocking on the door. Yes. I love that. I love that. That connective tissue made the whole thing just feel so much like a just a long story. More yeah, than anything else. Yeah. I, so, I yeah. So I, that's what that's basically all I've really been watching and just my animated movies here and there. Yeah. Which we're going to talk about in, in a minute, too. Yeah, I mean, the the only thing that I've really been watching, and this is something I've seen several times, but we've been rewatching Breaking Bad on Netflix. And it's one of my favorite series of all time. Um, Shortly, just behind The Wire, which is my probably my favorite series of all time. Um, And Breaking Bad is just it's a technically and just every everything you could say about it it's superbly written it's terrifically acted it is cast to perfection there's not a thing about that show that is bad honestly there there's not a bad season there's not a bad scene there's not a bad episode that show is as near to perfect as it could possibly be and this viewing, my mother-in-law hasn't seen it and my daughter hasn't seen it. She's 13 and she has been asking to watch it. And, you know, at the, at the age she's at now, the only thing that I'm really 
you know, super worried about her seeing is the sexual stuff. Not to say she doesn't know about sex and all that. We've already discussed that, but uh, more or less just because we don't want to promote it and get it, you know, it's awkward. So, um, but she, she knows about all the other stuff that's in the show. And, and even the, the sex stuff is not very prominent in the show. So we started watching it and we're here midway through season two. And honestly, it is so good. And I don't think that there's a show on TV now or back then that shows we're just talking about character arc, a character's arc like Walter White. Walter White, that specific character, what he goes through in this in that show is just amazing. It's it's so it's so well done. It's just ridiculous. Um, But we've been watching that usually a couple episodes a night um, trying to trying to get through that. Um, And again, like I said, I've seen it several times and I'm getting stuff that I haven't gotten before out of it, especially like a best. Yeah, it's I'm getting a newer respect for the point of view of Skylar, his wife, because when I the first couple of times I watch it, I'm just like, she's annoying and she is annoying. She's supposed to be annoying because you're supposed to want Walter White to win. You're behind him, although what he's doing is terrible and how he's treating his family, although everything he does is for his family is terrible. So I'm trying to look at it through her scope and and what she's feeling because he really is just giving her nothing. She's asking questions. He's telling her nothing. And of course, she's shutting down and turning into a bitch because she's being treated like shit and it's terrible. Um, So I've I've been able to to look at it through her point of view this this go. And um, that's been pretty cool because before I was just writing it off as, oh, she's just being a pain in the ass. Yes, she is. But there's a reason. And Walter White. Even though we're only in season two right now, he becomes such a villain by the end of this show. And she's really. By the standard of him becoming such a villain, she's nowhere near as bad. I mean, he is terrible by the end of that show. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's been a really, uh, a really fun thing to watch going back again. And then we're also watching a show called the great on Hulu, which if anybody hasn't seen it, I I think I mentioned it in one of our episodes. It's just a really, really good, it's a comedy. It's kind of a, a period drama a little bit. Um, basically, this is what they call it on uh, on the, the internet. It's a, a genre-bending anti-historical ride through 18th century Russia following the wildly comedic rise of Catherine the Great as she becomes the leader of Russia. And it's a terrific cast. Elle Fanning is in it. She plays Catherine the Great. Oh, wow. um, Nicholas Holt plays Peter, the czar. Um there's a couple other people who you probably know, but don't know by, you know, the name or seeing them. I think I mentioned to you the one guy that I was talking about, Willem Lee, he's in there. Um, it's just a really, really 
funny show, but also it, it's wildly raunchy. It's very, very dramatic at parts, but it's such a fun, a fun show. I mean, <clears throat> Nicholas Holt plays, and he's been in other things, and he's very good in them. He plays probably the best role I've ever seen him in. He's just a debaucherous, complete <laughs> lunatic, and he's great in it. Um, so that yeah, I've been watching that and having a lot of fun with it. Um, so I think season two is about to come out probably in November. So that's probably coming up soon. So yeah, I've been I've been checking that out. Um have you been watching the uh the Disney Plus series yet behind the attractions? No, but I have it on my watch list. That's oh, since one. you mentioned Hulu, you should watch boss level. Boss level? Oh, I haven't seen that yet. What was that? Movie that? Is so much fun. It's a movie with Frank Grillo. It's like Groundhog Day. Frank meets, Grillo's uh, your boy, dude. Dude, I didn't even. Yeah, he is. But that movie just was hilarious. It's it's like it's like Groundhog's Day meets John Wick. It's just it's just bad. It, it oh, well, it's not bad. It's good. It's fun. It's it's awesome. It's yeah yeah yeah. I'm putting that on my list right now. Dude, that was so much. It was so much fun. I watched that with Jacinda. We uh, we yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's good yeah it's good that's going on my list right after uh gunpowder milkshake and I'm you should watch, watch that before that was actually better than gunpowder milkshake was it really okay yeah that'll be that'll be next then okay yeah i like gunpowder milkshake but that was actually better than gunpowder milkshake it had a lot more memorable shit that happened <laughs> there's, um, an, there's some stuff that happens and you literally like at one point, there's a character that keeps appearing, and we were literally watching. And it was like it wasn't until like the third appearance that we realized something specific was happening every time they reappeared. And we're like, "Where the fuck did that wind come from?" <laughs> <laughs> I have to check that out. That sounds good. Um, but yeah, that that uh, behind the attraction on Disney Plus. That's another thing. That's one of those palate cleansers after watching a couple episodes of Breaking Bad. I'm like, okay, yeah, you, I need something to put me in a better state of mind. Yeah. So we, we usually watch that, and it's it's basically just going from the concept of one of the classic Disney rides like Jungle Cruise or Haunted Mansion. They go deep into exactly what happened with it. It's it's basically don't they already have like some of the newer stuff on there too. Like don't they have some of the Star Wars attractions and shit? They do. They have the the Star War the Star Tours attraction, which isn't new new. It's that was, um, yeah that was the old one. That's it, down it, now. it kind of goes into what's going on now with the Star Wars stuff. It, it's covered in that episode. I haven't watched the whole thing yet. But it's um Star Tours which was in 85 I think it was introduced. And then it goes into what they're doing now with the Star Wars Galaxy, uh, Galaxy's Edge, and all that stuff. Um, the the few I've watched so far were Jungle Cruise. I watched um, the one on the Haunted Mansion, which any fan of those rides, you deserve it to 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 watch these because it goes into the people who made them and the reasons that they included the stuff they did in the rides and how innovative and just way ahead of their time that these guys were i mean yeah the the stuff oh, with, on my list it sounded amazing it, it really is it's each one i think is about 40 minutes and they they fly by you know what i mean it, it's not like a dreg to watch um 
And I have the Imagineering one on my list too. I, I have that on my list as well. I haven't started that yet, but um, yeah, it's it's a it's a, definitely a fun a fun show just to break up the monotony of uh, all the heavier stuff that we've been watching. Um, but uh, what else? What else have you been doing or playing or reading? What else you got on your list? Well, um, DC's got these uh, this new uh, imprint called DC Black Label. And it's basically a place where they can allow creators to just do their thing. And sometimes it can be stuff that can end up being canon. Yeah. Or not, like three jokers. Um, but other other times it can end up being stuff like uh Batman White Knight. Okay. Which I absolutely enjoy. I I can go into that on a whole nother episode. <laughs> I gotta wait till I get the no seriously because I gotta wait till I get all the rest of the books because there's like three different books right now and and it's just probably one of my favorite interpretations of Batman in, in his world that I have seen like I I, I could use a, an animated show of that or or something but anyway animated movie or that or something but anyway I'm here to talk about Wonder Woman Dead Earth by Daniel Warren Johnson with uh, Mike Spencer on colors and uh, Batman Last Night on Earth with uh, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. Um, we'll start with that one. Last Night on Earth is kind of like their their final hurrah on Batman, just Batman, even though it does kind of touch on uh, the rest of the, the DC universe. Um, I mean, I guess the 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 metal, the Dark Knight's metal, and uh, yeah, Dark Knights, and then Dark Knight's metal was their, their real magnum opus. But this was, I guess, their like precursor, and it's actually pretty cool. It it, it posits an Earth where uh, Bruce wakes up underground, and it's somewhere in the future, but he's decidedly young for it being in the future and when he meets alfred who is much much older he's confused and he has to escape from this asylum and venture out into this post-apocalyptic post-apocalyptic wasteland that's uh littered with all kinds of remnants of the dc universe okay um Kind of like old man uh, Logan's world, but worse. Okay. That like sounds interesting. It sounds like a lot of... It's, it, it's, it's actually really good. And then if you liked any of, you know, great the, um, Snyder and Capitalist's work together, you'll, you'll definitely enjoy this. Um, his only companion in this, though, is, and this isn't giving anything away because it's literally right there on the freaking cover, is a lantern with the Joker's head in it. And it's awesome. So he's literally talking to, 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 to Batman the entire time. And he's and he's been around, so he's actually explaining things to him. Okay. In between in between, you know, insane rants. So Batman has had a total yeah, a total break. Right. He is he's done. He he is also he's now talking to a deadhead. Yeah. Okay. And and, and, and the Joker's actually talking. And but he's he can't possibly be really talking. Yeah, he, it's really talking. A, it's an wow. animated head in a jar. 
It's an animated head in a jar. But it's not it's in his head. It's, it's, it's not comics. in Batman. I'm saying, is it in Batman's head in the comic? Is it in his own no. mind? No, it's real. Because it, it interacts with other people. What? Yeah. I, I gotta it's a talking Joker head in a jar. It's awesome. All right. It is I'm going to read awesome. it. I'm going to read it. I just got it. I was like, what? <laughs> it is awesome. Last night on Earth. And and it was actually it was it, it was actually um like I said if you've read any of their stuff together then you you'll you you'll enjoy this because like if you've read any of the Dark Knight stuff it, yeah it yeah see look <laughs> all right I, I thought you were many had like a mental break and he's now talking to a head no nah, man all right all right they make it- they make you feel like that at first, and then and then that happens, and then you're like, "Nah, this can't be real." And then, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that still ongoing, or is that a uh, is that a uh, no? It's a it's a it's a collected edition. One, it's a mini. It was a mini series, and it's okay. done now. It's collected in hardcover, probably in paperback now. Um, but I like my hardcovers. Yeah, I do too. I usually get the uh, hardcover editions. And speaking of hardcover editions, my uh, my next one is uh, Wonder Woman Dead Earth by Daniel Warren Johnson. My man was pulling art and writing duties. Huh. Um, this one is a weird one. Um, another post-apocalyptic world. Um, some remnants left of the DC universe, but mostly not. And Again, our protagonist, Wonder Woman, this time, has no memory of what happened or why they're waking up in, I believe it's the Batcave. Yeah. So, it's a weird, kind of gruesomely drawn book. Like, there's some some creatures that are really interesting, but really kind of nightmare fuel. Who does the art on and, this? Uh, huh? Who does the art? Daniel Warren Johnson. I'm trying to see if I would know him from anything. Okay, I could see that being a scary book. So, I mean, there's just, there's, 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 okay, look, I'm not even going to give anything else away other than. There's a, there's giant monsters and some of them are rather just gross. That's really because if I say anything else, <laughs> it'll give away anything. I'm like, I, it's like there there's some that I see and I'm just like, what the fuck? And you just keep staring at the page and you're like following limbs and tentacles and you're like, what right. the? Fuck? But it's it's a really good book because it, it it's actually where last night on Earth actually ends on a. A upbeat note to a point this one does not <laughs> it's kind of melancholy and it's kind of a reflection on consequences of actions okay um and i like that uh but the similarities die with the whole uh post-apocalyptic earth because they go on com- two completely different journeys, the characters. Um, but I still enjoyed them, and it made me want 
more, not necessarily of these worlds. Well, the Batman world for sure. Because after the way that one ended, I was like, yo, yeah, no, why did you, I need more of that. That, that, yeah. that, that world's going to be crazy. I need to see that. Um, but, and that, not, I guess, I mean, I could, I could deal with the sequel to, to Dead Earth as well. But they probably won't happen for either. But what I would necessarily, what I really want is more. Do you remember when Marvel did the end series for like all these characters? Mm-hmm. Like they wrote like little mini series for for like almost all of their major characters. It was like the Hulk, the end, Iron Man, the end, Captain America, the end. Sort of, kind of. I don't. Maybe I wasn't collecting at that time. Okay, because sort of, kind of. Because they definitely they they did these and they just brought them back recently as a series, but they were like more like one or they were like more like one one or two shots for characters. Like they, I have one a collection that's like Venom. Um, no, it's like yeah, Venom, Captain Marvel, Captain America, Miles Morales, the end. But I want something like that in graphic novel form for the DC characters. Like give now that they've done Batman and, and Wonder Woman, give me a Superman one. Right. Or give me a Green Lantern one. Or give me a Flash one. Like I, I would love to like or an Adam Strange one. Like there's so many different DC characters that you could do these like end of the, these these end of the world right. stories with that would be very interesting stories. Yeah, I can see that. I like. I, I know I they've done that. some in the past, but not like not to this level. Like these are like serious. Like those are usually like a one shot or something like that. Like I want the four to six issue series uh, treatment on these uh, this time. Like I want a Superman story that's like it's the end of the world and we're seeing something he has to deal with. Huh. Yeah. Okay. I, I would. I would be in for that. I mean. Again, I'm a person who likes the Elseworld stuff. So anything that they usually bring out where it's an alternate reality, an alternate version, I'm usually in for. So it sounds like both of them are pretty good. I'm going to check both of them out. I have them on my list now. Um, has there been anything else recently that you've been reading or, or uh, any video games or anything you've been playing? Just... Oh, I've been going old school. It's not really old school, but it's a throwback. It's it's not really, but it's not, but it is. <laughs> it's a sequel that it's been 30 years in the making. Streets of Rage 4. Came oh. out last year. I remember playing size. Streets of Rage when it first came out on Genesis. Man. Exactly. And then Streets of Rage 2 came out and blew it all out. And that was just yeah. like, oh. That was good stuff. Oh, I used to play that for hours. You can play that. I oh man. So guess what? As soon as they announced Streets of Rage four, I was like, okay, all right, I'll see how that goes. Then they came out and it was like all like hand drawn and it looks like it looks so it actually looks like character like actual character designs. Uh-huh. They look. The game is so much fun. The game is it's literally like playing like old school Streets of Rage two. It really is. Yeah. I, I it's. There's nothing crazy about it except for like you play through the game. It has it's it's still difficult, just like it was back in the day. Like it, it's not easy. You got to pay attention to what's going on. You got to 
conserve your specials and whatnot, but you know, you use your special, you get your energy back. If you beat some more people up real quick, I was just like, Oh, that's a new mechanic. I like that. <laughs> so it gives you incentive to get your combos going and you can bounce people off of walls. And when you're bouncing them off the walls, you can create combos between someone else playing. You can play online. You can play couch co-op. I, I really enjoy this game. Like, and then the reason why I got back into it was uh, <laughs> they dropped the DLC. Now, the game wasn't expensive to begin with, but DLC is only like eight bucks. Dude, they put in a survival mode. And it's like, that shit is like roguelike. Like, it's just random, like, because you can do a random one or a weekly one. They do a weekly one and it's and it's like proceed and everything comes out. every. It's the same every time you go through it. So every level is the same. Your power-ups that they give you are the same and everything else. Right. When you do the random, the power-ups can be, because they, they give you a choice between two power-ups. And one of them could literally be like, they got one called Glass Cannon. Like, so you, know, you hit 100 times stronger, but every time you get hit, it's 100 times stronger. Or they have a big view on that's like it adds electricity to your special, or to your blitz move, your like your dash attack. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, dude. So you just keep going through levels after you beat them, and so it's just like waves and waves of people, and you just get. And after every one, it just starts stacking all these different buffs on there. So it literally, you can have like fire, electricity, and and like poison all attached to like different stuff, like your specials and your blitz moves and and all kinds of things. And like, you could have missiles come out when you use your super, you can have stuff that like gives you half your health back and whatnot. Dude, it just gets crazy. Cause the boards that they put you on and the, the levels of that, oh, but it's so much fun. It's so addictive. That sounds it's so I've literally lost hours in there. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens on video games. Lost hours. Like I'm going to sit down for like a half hour, play through like one or two of these, like, and then like on some straight up SpongeBob. Six hours later. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And I was like, yo, where the sun go? Like, what, <laughs> what happened? Like, yo, game is so much fun. Like, so if you already have Streets of Rage, get this DLC. It's only eight dollars right now. I, I, it, you can't beat it. Like, it gives you, it gives you three extra characters and the survival mode. Okay, cool. Like, it's so much the game is just it's just so much if you're a fan of that it's just so much fun the other thing i've been playing is something that's also currently free on it's currently free on uh playstation plus right now it's called uh heroes of uh excuse me heroes hunters arena legend sorry it's such a generic sounding name yeah it's a a name it's a fun game that's what came out yeah yeah it's it's a horrible name but I enjoy the game um, because it's the first, and I and I and I even I hate I trip over saying this because I don't even I don't even play these. I don't play battle royales. I don't play them. I don't play them at all. But don't, apparently you I, do. I so yes, you do. Yes, you do. I don't do it because you just did. You did. You do. You do. But what I do you. now. Yeah, you do now. <laughs> I, do now. I play this one. You play this. This one is is because it's a melee one, and it's and it's and it's right up my alley. It's like a, it's like a Chinese mythology thing. So you got like fifteen different heroes. Some of them are literally out of mythology. They have like like right now they have uh, Wukong, Sandy, and Pigsy from the Legends of the. I mean to I mean uh, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. 
Wow. Journey to the West. Okay. So I like this game. This game is a lot of fun because it has, it has uh, MOBA elements, multi, uh, it has, you, you don't just fight players. You fight random, you fight mobs, you fight random characters out there too. And you fight them to level up. So you're fighting them and they got bosses out there and they got chests to pick up and you're getting stuff from beating stuff. And then occasionally you run into somebody and then you might have to just whip somebody ass. <laughs> and then you keep it moving and you keep it moving and you keep beating stuff up and you keep beating other people. Like I, I am not good at shooters. I'm okay at shooters. I suck when it comes to shooting other actual people, but I am pretty decent at fighter fighting games. And this was, and even if you're not decent, there are characters that you can play with because there are keep away characters. So you can keep people away from a distance. And as long as you can do that, you can survive the fight. And it's not cheap because that's what they were created to do. Right. So you can't sit there and be like, oh man, they'd be mad cheap. Well, they were with certain characters because they were OP and then they just got nerfed. So now it's not OP anymore. So now it's not being cheap. Like they had like a Katana character. That's who I'm talking. Her name was Momo. And she was like, she was straight OP. Like she was just literally just like, fling, fling, fling. <laughs> and people couldn't, you couldn't keep up with how fast she was throwing her fans. Right. So it was like, you, you, you couldn't dodge. And if you did dodge, you couldn't get in close enough to hit her. Because of her special moves. So yeah. it was, so she was real cheap. So they nerfed her and now everything is fine. I enjoy this game. I say, if you're not into Battle Royals, give this one a try. It might surprise you. It has a Dynasty Warriors feel to it. Like, really, like, it, it looks cool. Like, yeah, I, I, it looks cool. It's fun to play. I, like I said, put it this way. I just said I suck at Battle Royals, right? You said you don't play Battle Royals. Okay. I, okay. And I also <laughs> said I suck at shooters. Okay. And I'm decent at fighting games. Yes. You start this thing. This game also has a tier system. So if you suck and you don't really do well, you're just going to stay where you are and you're going to keep fighting against people in the same tier as you. You're not going to move up and you're not going to be fighting all these badass dudes that are just going to be coming in and just kicking your butt. Right. I was in there. I died. I played four rounds the first time I played. The first three rounds, I got killed immediately. Almost immediately. Like basically immediately after the first person found me. Right. Round four hit, and I was like, yeah, I probably should start blocking. <laughs> I started blocking. I really started blocking, like really started blocking and like countering and, and like literally like blocking, dashing off to the side and then using that and getting my hits in. I got six kills in, and I came in fourth place. That ain't bad. No, not for <laughs> your fourth time playing. So I was like, Okay, and that shit moved, and then because of that, that shit moved me up. It was like, you've moved up bronze tier. I was like, this is for the listeners, just so you know, you're not as good as Brian. He's the fucking man, so don't don't expect that shit to happen to you right away. But stick with it. Hey, saying if it can happen, it can happen to anybody. Exactly, because I suck. (laughs) suck. If you but, suck, yeah, but that's all I've been I playing. No, that's, no that's what I've been playing. Back and forth between those. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, 
before we started recording here. I don't play any games. The only game I play is WWE 2K20, which is the glitchiest game on earth. And I'm just happy I'm playing a video game. It doesn't matter to me. Um, Again, it's, it's fun for me to just play every once in a while make some characters that I that aren't on the game that I love and fall into the creator wrestler thing, which it has a lot of cool stuff to put in there. Um, you know, if, if you could think of a wrestler more than likely they have the, I'm the a, equipment to make them. I'm going to have to put you, do you, you have a PC, right? No. Obviously. Well, no. I, I, I just have the, I have the the iPad or the yeah. Okay. iPad. I'm gonna have to find out if this game could be put on something because I'm gonna put you up on a game that's a wrestling game called Fire Pro Wrestling. Okay. And like it's like you'll 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 love it. You'll 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 love it. Yeah. You'll absolutely love it. Um that's the thing. I mean, like I said, I'm not I'm not the best game guy in the world or no anything. no it's not I no mean, it's not like that it's not that kind of a game no but all. i'll check anything out i'll check anything out and give it a go honestly but yeah that's that's the only game i've been playing for the last god a year um <laughs> i think i bought it right at the beginning of the pandemic just because we were home and my daughter was bored and i bought the ps4 and then i bought that game with it so that's the game i play um but yeah, anything else? The only thing I'm reading is for our uh, comic book club. I'm reading a, a book called Once in Future by Boom Studios, which they make good stuff. They do. And I, we've read a couple of their books. And this one, it sounds really cool. I mean, this is the basic gist of it. And I'll just give it a quick a quick rundown. When a group of nationalists use a, an ancient artifact to bring a villain from Arthurian myth back from the dead to gain power, an ex-monster hunter named Brigitte McGuire escapes her retirement home and pulls her unsuspecting grandson Duncan into a world of magic and mysticism to defeat the legendary threat. If that don't get you hooked right there, then, you know, you don't read yeah, it. Yeah, I I read that and I actually said the same thing. I was like, yeah, no, I need to I need to I need to see that. I, I need yeah. to read that. I mean, I'm only a couple of pages in right now. Uh, obviously, I'll have it done by the next time that we talk. But uh, the art's very cool. I like it a lot. Um, the story isn't really anywhere yet, but uh, that that synopsis that premise had me pretty much hooked in because i like arthur and we you and i have spoken about this before that king arthur movie from antoine fuqua one of my favorites and there are vampires that i really like so the arthurian myth i really enjoy and this is a spin on that with kind of like a uh i guess it's more or less a van helsing kind of spin to it which I I think is really cool. Plus the fact that it's a grandmother and her grandson working together is kind of cool. Me, I have such a strong connection with my grandmother that that kind of spoke to me as soon as I read it. I was like, oh, a grandmother and her grandson. I mean, my grandmother was probably the biggest person in my life. So 
I was like, as soon as I read that, I was this like, I got to read this. This lady is a badass, too. Yeah, apparently, uh, according to what's going on in this book, she's uh, she's like the oldest and most respected person in her field to do this stuff. So I'm excited to get through the book and I'm hoping that it's that it delivers what I think it's going to. Um, so basically, uh, that that's all I got going on with what I'm reading, what I'm watching, what I'm uh, what I'm doing so far. You have anything else you wanted to mention before we, we sign off here? No, 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 not really. That yeah, that's been it. Really, I'm just gonna watch uh, uh, what if in a little bit with my daughter, and uh, I have that on the agenda as well. And uh, that's 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 pretty much all I got going on. I gotta get through those that Netflix Transformers stuff and yeah. be done with that eventually. The next week, I guess, uh, I guess we'll have a, a consensus on what we thought of the first episode of What If, mm-hmm. and we'll cover cover a couple of other things. Um, until then, I guess I'll say uh, we're signing off. I won't even give it the original sign off that we usually do i'll just say thank you guys for listening to our bonus episode here and like i said i mean right now we're we don't have a official name for this we're just going to call it the uh, bonus episode and i guess we'll uh try to get one of these maybe every couple of weeks you said you wanted to call it the intake i like that because i was going to tell okay yeah uh, we hope you take in what we got for you to intake. Yeah, we'll, we'll call it the intake. Um, it's what we, it's what Brian and I are currently taking in, and hopefully you guys will uh, be inspired and or feel the same and try to try to listen to, uh, watch or absorb in other fashions what we are talking about. And um, pretty soon we're gonna have some news here. We're gonna we're gonna try to get up some uh ways to contact us and and keep the dialogue going so be be in tune for that and then in the near future and uh, until then we will talk to you soon guys thank you for listening